Hey, boo friends, it's your girl Maria, the Spiritual Homegirl, and we're back with another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl podcast. Now, before we get started, y'all know I can't do any podcast episode without thanking you all for listening. So thank you for listening, boo friend. Out of the tens and thousands of podcasts that are out there in podcast land for the last six years and 300 plus episodes, you have lent me your ears whenever you felt like it. And I appreciate you making some time and energy and space for your girl. I love that. Thank you so much. So first things first. It is February. February is the shortest month of the year. It is 21, what, I'm thinking 21, 28 days this year because we're now on a leap year. So what I wanted to do for February is I wanted to do three podcast episodes. The first one being this one, which are going to be about 14 tips to survive Valentine's Day. I like to call it a Valentine's Day emotional survival guide, right? Then the next two episodes are going to be tips (laughs) dealing with black history month and black people okay so with that being said before we get started with today's episode which is episode 306 probably 320 if i could recover those lost episodes but eh, who's counting shout out to twist taylor he's been my inspiration for making sure that i stay consistent and just never stop podcasting i think he's close to 400 episodes at this point he has a podcast called mocha motivation um also if you have not checked that out make sure you also subscribe and subscribe to my podcast as well um feel free to leave a review you know five stars is cool you know if you want to leave a review um in terms of how you know you like the podcast or anything you might have had like an aha moment any takeaways that you got from a podcast episode that you still think about to this day or even with the podcast episode today feel free to leave a review i would love to um to see you know if what i'm saying is landing okay so I want to give some disclaimers before, well, you know, before we do that, shout out to the Inner Peace Posse. The Inner Peace Posse is my off app membership and we did a really cool event yesterday and I'm really glad for those that are, and it's, it's been so wild because I've revamped this membership a lot, even as recent as <laughs> three weeks ago. It's, I love it. I love it being something that we can just do. It's a, it's a free flowing community and I'm really excited And I'll be doing a self-love workshop on Monday, actually. So they don't know that yet. (laughs) But it's just cool to pop up and be in a space with people and share community and just kind of kick it and, you know, just get some type of um, community, number one. Community from people who genuinely want to do better, number two. And also, if anybody has any questions about anything they want to bring to me for homegirl perspective, pop-up events, meetups, um, coaching, you know, because I love to help people just be better. I love it. I live for stuff like that. Not because I want to fix people, but because I believe in collaboration and helping people that really want to help themselves. I'm not even the person that does it. I'm just the conduit that, you know, kind of sparks the seed or sparks the flame, you know, or sows the seed and sparks the flame, which is great. So if you want to join the Inner Peace Posse once the membership doors open, because as of right now, it's closed. Um, definitely sign up for my email list. It's in the show notes. Don't sleep, okay? And um, yeah, just stay by your inbox. So back to my disclaimers. Disclaimer number one, anything that I say is absolutely positively, without a shadow of a doubt, not in the context of abuse. It's too nuanced. Abuse is way too nuanced. Like it's if you're in an abusive relationship or if you've been in an abusive relationship, don't apply anything I'm saying to that. It's a completely different kind of relationship. Okay. 
Number two, this is in my course of experience. I know some people will say, you know, your truth is not the truth or our truth is not the truth. It's my truth because I lived it and I've seen it. So um, I always say we're the experts of our own experience. That being said, I'm saying this from the course of being an expert in my own experience, whether I went through it firsthand or whether I witnessed it thirdhand. Number three, if you feel triggered in any way, use that energy to figure out how to improve. When we're triggered, especially by a stranger we don't know who does not know our life, um, that means there's something in us that knows that we need to either process something a little further or take action on it to better ourselves. So just some food for thought. So with that being said, let's get into tip number one. Tip number one, don't let a man tell you he don't want you twice. That's word to my pops. He told me that. And the reason being, again, all spoken from my course of experience, whether I lived it or saw someone live it or help someone through it. People know what they want. At least instantly, at least in the short term, right? They may not know what they want long term, but what they do know is what they don't want at that moment. And as much as I say no judgment, things like that, going out sad is where I draw the line. Now, granted, you can go out sad. We done did it. I done gone out sad before. It's, it's you know, anybody that says they've never gone out sad is probably repressing some hellified emotions or they're just lying. But at this stage of the game, a lot of us have been older. A lot of us are much wiser at some point, we have to know where our pride and dignity lies. And when we do that and constantly put ourselves in position to be told that we're not worthy or we're not enough for this person or that this person does not see it for us, that is, to me, that's putting something in your head subconsciously over and over when you're constantly chasing somebody that does not want to be chased. At one point, you have to sit and stop, right? What happened to me to where I think this is okay? What happened to me to where I'm constantly putting myself out there, knowing this person has told me this? What has happened to where I find this acceptable to continue pursuing something that not only does not want to pursue me, but doesn't want me pursuing them either, why is it that this person who does not want me and has stated and shown me through their actions and through their words that they don't want me, why am I still trying when there's probably someone else who is better aligned, who will have me not doing this, who will actually respect me for my value, who actually see me as a partner that's worthy, who actually wants to reciprocate what I'm not getting from this other person? At some point, we have to see that. And sit with that and take our dignity, heal, be clear about what we want in the future, start raising our standards, start raising our boundaries, especially with ourselves, and then moving forward to attract the person that we really supposed to be with. Because if you have to force it, if you have to constantly check up, if you have to constantly tap in, if you have to constantly try to get somebody who is either with somebody is telling you they don't want you or is single and saying they don't want you, at some point you're forcing it. And you have to think about it. Do you really want to beg somebody to love you? Because that's essentially what that is to me. You could disagree. I don't care. To go after somebody who does not want to be in any kind of situation with us, that is begging. And as your boo friend who loves you and cares about you, you are so much better than that. Never beg somebody to love you. 
Because if they really wanted to love you for whatever reason, they would. You should never put yourself on a stake begging for the love of one person. I just that's just not my my jam. Some people are in for it. Some people are, live for that. I'm not a martyr in no sense of the word. Not dead sure no martyr for love. So that being said, if you don't want to love me or talk to me, I'm going to go listen to Fantasia Barino Taylor. I'm going to go free myself and I'm going to go find me somebody who likes me the way I like them and who wants to love me the way I deserve to be loved because I deserve better. So if you're in a situation where you need to raise your standards and boundaries, it's your homegirl reminder as the homegirl who loves you to do so. Tip number two, it's okay not to celebrate. Now, I'm not saying this in the conscious elitist. Oh, you guys are stupid. If you celebrate, don't nobody got time for that. That's that's really whack to me. I've never I've never liked that. I don't like mean girl, mean people stuff. I don't like people positioning as if they're better than people. I've never liked that approach. However, if you're feeling a little peer pressure because Valentine's Day is not really your holiday and you're feeling a little left out, stick to your principles. Especially with social media, it's very easy for things to catch on like, you know, like a wildfire. And it's very easy for the court of public opinion to make you feel a way about things that you thought were normal. When you feel like that, mute everything, whether it's blocked, whether it is actually muting on certain apps, remove all that energy that makes you feel like you're wrong for being you and not participating in things that the collective may do. Tip number three. This is a hard homegirl truth, but we're going to keep it honest, right? Again, because I love y'all as my boo friends and I want everyone to really be able to get the love they deserve, whether it is the love from someone else or the love within. Okay. Sometimes it's not that they don't want a relationship. They just don't want a relationship with you. And that's okay. And that's okay. That just means that again, going back to that first tip, never let somebody tell you, which was actually gender neutral, but you know, it was tailored to my experience and a man, you know, saying about don't never let a man tell you he don't want you twice. But what that means is that that person is not aligned for you. Sometimes we will literally pour time, energy, um, money and resources, love into somebody. And they'll tell us they don't want a relationship and we'll accept it. And we'll say, oh, okay, we'll wait on this person because this person is going through something right now to where I'm not necessarily a priority. But if I stay around, if I continue to give, maybe I can change their mind at some point. Maybe they'll see it for me at some point. And when they still don't see it for you, and not only do they not see it for you, they go see it with somebody else and they actually go with somebody else and they be with somebody else. Then we're like, oh, well, I thought, no, you, you, unfortunately you thought, but you didn't consider that other person. And again, it happens more often than not. We'll be like, oh, well, I thought, no, what it was is that you thought that he wanted the relationship with you once he was ready. The thing is, and the thing about this too, and again, people can disagree. Sometimes people can change their minds, but just because that possibility is there, it's like a gamble thinking that that's a possibility because it's not confirmed, it's potential. And where we get our feelings hurt, is when we start investing in potential and not in reality. Investing in the reality and taking things day by day has always served me the best, for better or for worse. Whether I realized this wasn't a good partner for me or whether I realized I was in love. Never getting ahead of myself has always saved me from disappointment. The minute I ever got into the future, 
I always disappointed myself because at this point, you're betting on something that is not guaranteed, especially when that person has told you otherwise. So just be careful. Guard your heart because you can't say they led you on. Because at this point, you know, we have to have some kind of self-accountability. And I say we because I'm never above my own advice. Some people will say, oh, well, you let them on. You shouldn't do things. Okay, that's that's true. Two things can be true at once. But also when we make a choice to deal with somebody, going back to number one, who does not want us like that. At that point, it is assumed risk and liability for whatever happens. It's almost like signing a waiver saying, "Okay, don't hold me responsible if you if you bungee jump and you get hurt and then you bungee jump and get hurt. And you're like, well, I thought this wasn't going to hurt. You knew what it was. They told you you might get hurt. They told you there may be a possibility. This ain't going to work. So let's keep this real with ourselves again. Why? Because the need to be better is upon us. 2023 going to be that year for you. I feel it for me. I feel it for you, too. And in 2023, we elevate and we raise, like I said earlier, our standards and our boundaries. And we get clear and aligned. No more of this self-sabotage. No more of this whack behavior. No more of this going out sad over and over again. No more of this calling that man. That man don't want to call you back. No more of this texting, DMing, scraping for attention, starving for attention, begging somebody to love you. We not doing that. My boo friends don't do that. My boo friends are like, yo, I did that in the past, but we better now. That's where we at with it. So if you want to elevate, stick the team home, girl. I got you. Tip number four. Don't go broke on gifts, okay? February is short month. <laughs> Rent still due on the first, okay? Power bill is still due. Water bill is still due. Groceries still got to be paid. If you got a bus ticket, you still need your bus or train pass. If you have a car, gas, maintenance, the whole nine, please do not break your bank trying to show somebody they love you. I understand that Valentine's Day, along with many of our holidays in this country, are very much rooted in hyper-consumerism. But remember, you don't have to show your love through extravagant gifts and living above your means. You can definitely find something within your budget that won't necessarily have you hurting and, and eating, you know, ramen noodles for the next month. And if you have to go extravagant for a partner to show them that you love them, you and your partner might need to have a conversation about this because a partner that really cares would never have you sacrificing your last or have you above your means or trying to shame you for wanting to live within your means for a gift. If your partner wants you to break your bank and compromise your ability to live within your means to show love, quote unquote love. Uh, you might want to do some rethinking because what good is buying expensive gifts if you can't ask them for time and attention when it counts or when they're never there when you need them emotionally. Like, you know, at some point, you know, gifts are great. Now, don't get it twisted. I love them. But also, I would never ask a man that I was seeing to break his bank. Like, no, like there's so many ways to show love. I mean, you could get a, a fire gift on April 8th. You know what I mean? So just something to keep in mind there. Tip number five. If, you, if you're ready, if you're ready, give yourself the gift of therapy or peer support this Valentine's Day. Or maybe this would be a good time to schedule an appointment or maybe it'd be a good time to do some research. The reason why I say this is because these holidays, especially Valentine's Day, can be very isolating and very triggering in nature. It don't even have to be about anything that you saw. It's just the fact that it exists that is enough, especially when you've gone through a breakup or especially if you feel lonely and even more, you know, it's even more likely because of the pandemic that we're in. The pandemic, we're on year four at this point. 
all of the human contact and all of the intimacy that we were able to do before this pandemic happened, it has compromised the entire collective, not just here in this country, but the entire globe. How we hug people now has changed. How we kiss people has changed. How we even share space, just regular non-romantic space with people has changed so much. And if it's bothering you or if you're feeling a little triggered because of a relationship, if you're still needing to process some lingering stuff, I, again, as the homegirl who loves you, am telling you, baby, give yourself the gift of therapy or peer support. Now, if you need to know what's the difference, I will tell you what it is. So peer support is more folks that have lived experience and um, or they know somebody that has, has gone through some of those things. And if you need someone to talk to, they're able to just kind of talk with you and process it and go that way. Now, with therapy, that's more formally trained, more clinically trained, more rooted in evidence based practices. And, you know, they have the ability to um, diagnose if necessary. And, you know, it's a more formal setting. So that's just something to keep in mind. If you want to get some therapy, go check out, you know, Holistic Atlanta, out in Atlanta. And um, there's some great peer support lines and organizations as well. And in tip number six. Now, again, we're not talking about abuse. We're talking about a little, a little tiny toxic in this particular tip. But if the situation is a little topic, topic, toxic, <laughs> see if couples therapy will help. This is not where we do an ultimatum. This is not where we force somebody. This is not where we trick somebody into going to therapy. This is where we determine if our partner is willing to exhaust all options before it ends. Are they willing to get help? Are they willing to work with you? Are they willing to be honest? Are they willing to... Be open. And are they willing to do this without resenting you? That's going to be the kicker. Because sometimes people will do things knowing they don't want to do it. And then they'll resent the person that they're going with because they feel like they didn't want to do it to begin with. And they felt forced or I didn't want this relationship to end. So I just I had to do it. And if you're that person that's on the other end, be real with yourself. If you're not ready for therapy, that is okay. But understand that at some point. That might be a deal breaker in your relationship, depending on how adamant that other person is about you going. So at some point, you're going to have to make a choice, too. If you want to say set in your way, it's fine. It could come at the cost of the relationship. If you want to go, cool, but don't resent the person that's making you, you know, not making you go, but making the offer for you and them to go. And to the person that's making the offer, remember, don't use nothing against them in session. You know, don't use it at home. Don't be out here. Talking, well, in therapy, you said don't do it. I'm telling you, it's going to lead to drama, okay? So that's tip number five. No, number six. Tip number seven, no healing for selfish reasons, okay? I understand. Again, it goes back to potential. We see somebody, we like them, they hurt, they healing, might be healing from a bad breakup or some trauma they experienced or, you know, they just, you know, just feeling away and they just are in a place where, they just need some love. Sometimes that love may not always be romantic. Sometimes that love might be companionship, friendship, just therapy even. Just hanging out. Doesn't always have to be sex. You know, nasty time. It don't have to always be that or with an expectation that something's going to progress. And when someone finds what they feel is a diamond in the rough, they feel like, okay, well, if I polish it up enough, this will be mine. And then when that diamond goes to auction and somebody else gets it, they're like, wait, that's mine. No, it wasn't. You found it and you polished it, but it wasn't for good intentions. You basically 
thought that because you poured into them, that person was going to be for you. Nobody wants a build a partner. It's like it's selfish when you think about it, especially if this person has kids. So when we want someone to heal and they're a parent and we want them to heal for us and not for their children, not for their legacy, not to be a better son, a better brother, a better uncle, a better cousin. Please interchange this with whatever gender that you date or non-gender if your partner doesn't conform to the gender binary. But once we get into that place, we're in a very dangerous zone. Now we're getting controlling. Again, people may disagree. I don't care. To want someone to heal for you first in a romantic sense when they have children and they have other things going on, especially if you don't have kids with them, that's very selfish. Please be careful because one thing people with kids know, whether male, female or non-binary, once you start putting yourself over their kids, you kind of ruin your reputation at that point with them. You kind of ruin your solidness. I've seen it happen too many times where folks think that because they're with this person that, you know, their their kids just don't matter. And it's like, no, that's not how that works, especially with healing. Heal for me. If you love me, you'll heal. No, make it about them. If they love themselves. They'll heal. But even then, we can't force them to heal on our time. They got to do it when they're ready. And when they are ready, it should be for them first, then them kids, then, you know, the relationship. If you got kids with them, then yeah, okay, to be a better husband or a better wife or whatever, then you know, that can be healing for our family. But in terms of being a person who don't have kids with this person, that's real selfish. So tip number eight, don't try to change your boo. It never works out and it never is permanent. They have to want to change. My homegirl has been married for a very long time. She's been with her, what's, what's this year, 2023? She's actually been with her dude for 20 years. They've been married over half of that point, um, half of that time at this point. And I remember she told me, when you get married, understand that when you marry somebody, that is who they are. Don't expect any drastic change in either direction because at the end of the day, that is who they are. And if you don't like them now, don't expect them to change because you want them to later on. And I just thought that was very interesting and worth sharing. Tip number nine, don't try to change your boo's mind. Again, people get into relationships with other people not to feel like they are trapped. They don't want to feel like they can't do things. They don't want to feel like they can't be themselves. They want to feel free. They want to feel love. They want to feel an, a mutual connection. They want to feel like they have autonomy in their own decisions, even if it's with someone else. And they want to feel like they're able to navigate as an individual in a union. They don't want to feel like they're somebody's do person, do boy, do girl. You know, like they don't want to feel that way. They don't want to feel like they have a parent. It's one thing for someone. And I know the phrase, you know, people look for their parents, whether mother or father and their partners. I see it, but don't nobody want to actually date somebody who's telling them what to do, dictating what to do. Always giving recommendations, always trying to control and pull strings on people. Nobody want to date that. So this is something to keep in mind too. Tip number 10, be careful with energetic work. I done said this plenty of times. It's one thing to protect your union when it's mutually agreed. It's another thing when your partner knows that that's what you're doing. That's great. That's honest. That's open. It's another for them not to. So be careful. Now, I know in the context, they said, oh, well, you know, our families used to get broken up in the slavery times. That's a whole different context. We're not even talking about that. We're talking about literal people are trying to... Um, control people it's, an, it's one thing to make your energy you know to make sure that you keep your energy cool right it's another 
to try to make somebody. And that's the difference in that to me. You know, keeping your energy clear, protecting yourself, making sure you on point with your energy. Cool. Trying to force somebody to control their will is dangerous territory. Tip number 11. Don't pace the relationship. Take it one day at a time. 90% of the time when I've talked to people about why their situationship didn't work out, it was because that other person was moving too fast and did not respect their request to just kind of take it day by day. People were, again, it's okay to be sure, but you can't force anybody to be sure just because you're sure. And them not being patient made them realize, oh, I can't trust this person to even hear me out or respect my feelings because they're so busy trying to fill or fulfill their own desires of their own heart and their own self-gratification that it sounds like I don't quite matter <laughs> when it comes to that. They, they just still want to make things what they're not. Another answer to this is when people kind of start claiming people in the open. I've seen that happen a lot, a lot where and it's not even gender exclusive. Um, this is gender neutral. It's a situation where folks are talking, you're keeping it cute and all of a sudden you spill the beans too fast. And now people are starting to say, oh, OK, so this is your boo. Not realizing that that person doesn't have a boo because technically that's not what they agreed to. And then once that's out, that comes off like you're trying to claim things, trying to put things into motion without talking to that person. So not only does that other person feel blatantly disrespected, now they were st- they're starting to wonder, in some cases, why deal with you? Because you talk too much, number one. And number two, you can't be trusted. And number three, you making decisions already about something like this this early? What happens now if it's life or death? What happens now if they start dating? What happens now if it's a situation where it's super grave and they need you to make a decision? To not consult people in their decisions um, to date, to just say you dating somebody without having a conversation with them first, that's out of pocket, which leads to my next tip. Number 12, have clear conversations on where you stand. The last thing you want to do in these streets is be out here embarrassed by your own mouth. Now, it's one thing. People can say whatever they want to say. That's fine. They can create their own narratives. But the last thing you want to do as a real dope boo friend, is to go out here and be out here saying something, knowing that there's probably going to be somebody that's going to dispute that. And what I mean by that is the last thing you want to do is be out here saying all this stuff, whether you're dating that person, whether you're engaged to that person, whether that person's going to propose, whether this person's going to do something for you. The last thing you want to do is talk like that in public and then have that person you've been speaking on embarrass you with the truth. I've seen it too many times. I've seen it about women dating the same man, all because, again, you and let's keep this a thousand. This is gender exclusive because in this, in my experience, I haven't seen it with nobody but women. Sometimes as women, we want to win. And that need to win is sometimes at a loss, at a detriment for us. And sometimes we will literally entertain a man who we know we're not supposed to entertain, who we know don't want us only, who we know don't want an exclusive relationship. And we have to win so damn bad that we will literally go out and embarrass ourselves by claiming this man who don't want to be claimed. And then when he don't want to claim us, now we looking stupid to the general public, not because this man is actually saying anything disparaging, but because we are saying something that's not true. Or... We mess it up when we're not 100% sure 
where we stand and we're telling everybody as if we know. Have the conversation or you don't want to have the conversation because you're scared. And this is gender neutral here. You're scared to have the conversation because you don't want to potentially hear something that you don't want to hear, even if it's the truth. So rather than say, hey, they ain't said it yet. So technically, this is not what's going on. We will literally avoid and deny what we know is on the way. And then somehow get upset and surprised when they show us what's really good and what's really final. Prime example. What I noticed these last few Christmases is people think they have a man until or a part. Well, yeah, a man in this case. People think they have a man until their men are posting those red flannel pajama pictures with their family. And it's like, wait, I thought you wasn't. Did you have the conversation for real? Because a lie is a lie. And a liar is a liar. But if it's a situation where you avoided having that conversation because you felt like no news was good news, that's the surest, easiest way to get your feelings hurt, especially if that person likes to be public with their relationships online or be public in the street. Or, you know, if someone kind of knows and it gets back, like the last thing we want to do again in 2023 is be out here embarrassing ourselves. Just had a conversation. Everybody don't need to know the conversation. If that person wants to be with you, great. Y'all keep it cool. Y'all set y'all parameters on how y'all are going to display this, whether y'all post each other or not, whether you, you know, whether you want to go out in public, whether it's going to be private versus secret. You know, y'all can do that. Set your boundaries, set your agreements with that person. Now, if this person says, hey, this is not what we're doing. We're not together. I might kick it with you like that. I might like you. I might, you know, hang out with you, but I don't want to be with you. The minute you try to push the button on anything more than that, you're going to ruin it. I'm telling you. It never fails. I've never seen a situation where somebody was was pushing it and then that person was like, okay, I'm going to go along with it. It never works out well. Or I've never seen a situation where someone tries to pace it and then that person goes along like they were happy with it. No, sometimes they resent too. They'll play the role, but they're going to resent people for it. So that's just something to keep in mind. Have the conversation. And the good thing about having these conversations, no matter how uncomfortable it is, if you hear something that you don't like and if you know this is something you don't want, you absolutely have the power to walk away knowing for a fact that is what that person told you. Ain't no speculation. Ain't no, oh, his words said this, but his actions said something different. No, you have a very clear understanding of what's happening. And that's another thing, too, where we mess up. This whole a man show you his actions and words, that's a very generalized statement that's, that doesn't quite always apply. Because I've seen people say they love people and treat them like absolute garbage. And I've also seen people who have been able to be very consistent with their intention, word and action. And that is how people are able to feel secure in their connections. And I've also seen people say they don't have. Oh, like this is a good one. Oh, that's just my homegirl. She ain't, you ain't got nothing to worry about. They told you that, but they slide with them anyway. So it's not always that black and white. To me, I'm more about everything in totality, what your energy looking like, what your words saying, what your actions saying, and what's your intention. Because my thing is, if we're not going to be working towards something serious, this is only going to be casual. I don't want to entertain anybody who wants something casual. So what I'm going to do is, I'm going to dip, honestly. It's only going to go so far. So I'm more than likely going to cut out, and I'm going to align myself with somebody who wants a relationship. Simple as that. 13. <laughs> no cyber stalking this year, boo friend. 
No cyber stalking. Leave that girl alone. Leave that man alone. Leave that person alone. No cyber stalking, okay? They might be with them. They may not be with them, but it's not your business. Again, as a homegirl who loves you, I want you to do better stuff with your time and energy than be out here looking for clues and thirsty for evidence, especially over somebody who is not belonging to you, who you've already had an experience with and it's no longer your turn, or you like that person and you want to experience them. Let's not do this this year. Let's find something better to do with our time. The minute you want to cyber off somebody and be out here looking for clues, and let's keep this even more stacked. People ain't stupid. Like I've been saying over the last few episodes, the people ain't stupid. People talk. People feel. People are intuitive. So imagine thinking that you low, stalking this person online, and that person not only knows who you are, they know why you're there. And for the petty ones, they're going to throw stuff at you to see if you're going to bite. So I know I've had, I'm going to keep it as that. This happened to me before. I was cyber stalked in my pettier days. And once I found out that that girl was stalking me over a man that she liked and never dated. She married now, so I can say it now. <laughs> but once I found that out, I used to throw all kinds of stuff just to just to eat her up on the inside. Yeah, I told you, because at that point it's defense. I don't like nobody messing with me. You got weird intentions. You stalking me over somebody that you had a failed first date with. Now you're mad at me because. I might have been dating them, but you are mad because you think I'm competition. And now it's weird. Like the minute you start, because the thing is, a lot of people in general like to stay out of the way. And when you start cyber stalking people, now you're putting yourself in a way. So people are going to view you all kinds of ways. Some people may not care. Because at this point, I don't care. You know, stalk away, you know, whatever. Um, just be respectful. Just don't be out here, you know, sending me no weird messages. I'll block you. But some people won't care. Some people will see you, might throw a little shot, might throw a little bone. Some people might give you the confident the confirmation just so you could get your feelings hurt. And then some people will run you ragged on a goose chase of is it, is it them, is it them? So you just gotta be careful with that. And then you have to sit with yourself. What is it? Like why why am I doing this? Why do I feel it's necessary? Even if they are seeing each other, what does it have to do with me if I'm not seeing that person? Now if that's your man, boo, you might need to go get that man. Because at the end of the day, that agreement is with him and not that girl. But if this is not your man, at some point we have to realize, why am I wasting this much time and energy trying to look for something that at the end of the day has nothing to do with me and will not change my circumstance with this man or woman or person? So again, we about dignity, self-dignity and self-respect. We are raising the levels this year, boo friends. 2023, we ain't doing no cyber stalking, okay? Because the minute you start doing the cyber stalking, it's like a drug. You stuck. It becomes an ego game. It becomes a need to win a game that you've already lost. Let's not do that. Let's not play losing games this year. We only plan to win this year. We only, we only like with certain lawyers, I got a homegirl as an attorney. I got homegirls as an attorney. They only take cases they know they're going to win. So that's what we're going to do in life. We're only going to do things that we know we're going to win at when it comes to this love stuff. You might go out for a job. You might not get it. You might go out for, you know, you might play a lottery, you might not win. But when it comes to these relationships that we have a lot of control in in terms of how we operate and whether we get to stay or leave, we're not playing to lose. And we're damn sure not going to see her be playing a losing game, knowing we're losing, dying for a win. We're not doing that, boo friend. We're doing better. 14, Valentine's Day can matter, but how you are treated every other day is what really counts. 
If you getting treated like trash 364 days out the year, but you get one Valentine's Day, you're still being treated like trash. And at some point, we have to figure out if this is worth it or not. Sometimes people place so much emphasis on one day that they literally will, will ignore the other 10 days of issues or the other 14 days of constant arguments. At some point, you know, we have to weigh and balance whether this one day weighs that heavily compared to the other days. The standard should always be respect. The standard should always be proper intentions, clear respect, communication, honesty, openness, and safety, right? And if you're not getting that, Outside of Valentine's Day, you might want to sit and see if that relationship is beneficial to you. Again, going back to disclaimer number one, we're not talking about in context of abuse. And I have a final one. And I've said this before on my <laughs> on my dating episode that I did about four years ago. Bonus tip number 15. Just because y'all have raw sex don't mean they like you or love you. And the reason why I am giving that hard homegirl truth is because, again, the assumption of what we put value on is way different than what someone else puts value on. So to us, they may, you know, we may think, oh, they trust me or, oh, I'm special or, oh, they want to be with me. And to that person, they just don't like using rubbers. It's really that easy. They don't want to use rubbers and they like to, you know, not use, you know, condoms and they want to have sex that way. It has nothing to do with whether they really like you, whether they want to be with you whether they want to marry you, have kids with you. No, sometimes it really is just that. Again, going back to tip number 12, you might want to know where you stand. How are your attitudes towards sex? How are your attitudes towards not using condoms? Do you have to love someone to use, you know, to not use condoms? Do you have to be in a relationship with them? Like, what is your take on sex? Is it meaningful to you? Is it something like, um, is it more of a connection thing where we connect together and we become one and we're energetically tied together? Or is it just something where it's a carnal animalistic activity where you just get yours off and then you go about your business? So value systems, again, can be completely different. So just be careful. OK, make sure you get tested every three months. OK, three to six months and have those conversations, too. So that is what I wanted to say today. Those have been 14. Well, 15 valentine's day survival tips so that we keep our self-respect and dignity and we do not get our feelings hurt and don't forget to sign up for my email list click the link in my show notes and i will see you on episode number 307 of the spiritual homegirl podcast okay my name is maria don't forget to leave a review and share this podcast with somebody who could use the survival tips okay and um yeah i guess i will catch you on episode 307 of the spiritual hunger podcast my name is maria the spiritual hunger and remember trust the journey and trust yourself and whatever you do do it with love including surviving the holidays okay love y'all peace